good day everyone and welcome to another episode of Left After Breakfast broadcast from 3CR, your only radio left. Susanna here with you and I'll be joined by other members of my Left After Breakfast team as the program continues. Your favourites for a start. So welcome to regular listeners and indeed to anyone who has just tuned in. Good on you. 3CR In this episode, I'll be talking about money, the voice and Peter Dutton. And we'll be joined a little later on by the bagman, the oh-so-elusive bagman. So stay tuned, listener. Uh, Good morning, you're listening to 3CR, the only radio left. Dutton and his colleagues are urging us to deny the First Nations people recognition in the Constitution as the original occupants of the land. Now, if they succeed, it will be a time of great sorrow for our country, not just its Indigenous people. Dutton claims that he will support constitutional recognition of First Nations people, but not in this referendum. How much longer do these Liberals expect the descendants of the original inhabitants of this continent to wait? We, as Australians, had to leave it to the High Court to end the absurd notion of terra nullius, despite the Indigenous people having occupied this continent for some 60,000 years. So even when the High Court did what the political class wouldn't, Paul Keating needed all his perseverance to push the Native Title Act through the Senate against the opposition of the Liberal and the National Parties. Dutton's decision to say no to the referendum on The Voice would ordinarily sound its death now. No referendum in which a no case was mounted by a a major political party has succeeded. But this time might be different, listener. It's quite possible that Dutton's belligerence will drive undecided voters into the yes camp. This is the man who recently presided over the first to loss of a by-election by a federal opposition to a government in more than a century. And he has failed to persuade several state Liberal leaders to his cause of opposing the referendum, including their sole Premier, Tasmania's Jeremy Rockliffe, who will campaign for the Yes case. If Dutton had a sound record on promoting harmony, he might have been able to mount an argument that he had given the referendum thorough consideration and reluctantly came down on the side of opposing it. No, not Dutton. It's like he's claimed that legislation to facilitate the medical evacuation of sick asylum seekers from Manus and Nehru would cause Australians to be kicked off public hospital waiting lists. I think he hopes to outmanoeuvre one nation. Dutton's manoeuvre is best understood, I think, as an attempt to keep the Parliamentary Liberal Party together, even if it is ultimately at the party's expense. It's just bloody-minded opposition for the sake of opposition. And that's Peter Dutton through and through. 
on Tuesday morning this week, Julian Lisa, that's Dutton's Shadow Minister for Indigenous Affairs, he resigned from the front bench. He gave a reason. He said, I intend to campaign for a yes vote. And I want to tell my children that I stood up for something that I believed in. Well, good for you, Julian. So we see Dutton facing revolt from his own party, what there is left of it. But the Murdoch press, once again, is going above and beyond to amplify his device of no campaign. The Australian has accused people, well, people like me, of verbal thuggery and has praised Dutton's courage. Seriously. Murdoch Press. Dutton has a national platform and he holds sway over the party's core supporters. He has a long track record, oh, a long track record of racist fear-mongering, including walking out on the apology to the stolen generation. Remember that? I don't forget it. He walked out on the apology. He's also responsible for attacks on refugees, the Chinese community, and African migrant communities in Melbourne. We all know about them. You're too scared to go outside in Melbourne at night. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, 855 AM. Visit the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast to hear the most recent recording from each show or 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming to listen live. We can expect more Liberals to break ranks over the party's rejection of the voice to Parliament, like Bridget Archer and Ken Wyatt, who actually quit. Federal President of the Young Liberals, that's Dimitri Chug Palmer. Sorry, I'm not laughing at his name, I'm just laughing at the idea that they have a Young Liberals group still going. Chug Palmer says there are plenty of Liberals that will support the referendum, and he himself wants to really support the voice and he says that it gives the opportunity to indigenous people to have a say on issues that affect them and that was a fundamentally liberal principle but he wants more detail of the voice another liberal party personality who really sitting on the fence seeing what's the best way to jump fence sitters you know there's something wrong with fence sitters isn't there you know, you can have one view on things and it could be different to mine. But at least you've got a view and you're not sitting on the bloody fence. Oh, they make me feel ill. And while we're talking on Indigenous matters, I did notice that the National Gallery of Australia is investigating whether white assistants painted on Indigenous artworks in the forthcoming exhibition Nagurapulka, Epic Country. And this includes works by artist Yarutaji Young. The Australian said that five artists and six studio staffers alleged they'd seen white staff interfere with artworks and that journalists had seen a video purportedly showing studio manager Rosie Palmer painting on Young's canvas. Palmer says she was just doing a background wash. Well, it'd be nice to have an independent review to work out how far a possible hand of assistance goes. 
Where do you get off interfering with an artist's work? A background wash? What does that mean? I'm glad it's not any artwork of mine. I'd have a few things to say about it. 3CR Are you doing it hard, listener? Times are tough, yeah? You aren't the only one. Recent figures show that 24% of Australians were skipping meals. 51% have used their savings to pay for daily expenses. 68% have reduced or stopped spending altogether on non-essential items. 24% have been unable to pay bills or had fallen behind on bills. Yeah, well, I'm one of those. I skip meals and I have fallen behind on bills because they're just impossible to pay. I'm sort of paying them off fortnightly. Just last week, the RBA decided not to deliver another interest rate rise. But with no assurances that interest rates will not rise again. Meanwhile, big business profits are going through the roof and in some cases outstripping pre-pandemic levels. So it's us who are bearing the pain of a situation that we didn't cause and we have no control over. Corporate profiteering, driving up costs to maximise profits. That's what's played the major role in our current inflation crisis, not wage increases or pay rises. I keep reading and hearing that it's demands for wage increases that are driving up this terrible spiral. But the Reserve Bank of Australia's nine consecutive interest rate increases are based on an incorrect premise, an appallingly incorrect premise. The big business sector is enjoying the fruits of the current cost of living crisis in hundreds of billions of dollars. Meanwhile, working Australians, as usual, are being told that it's their excessive spending and their demands the decent livable wages that are the cause of this crisis. It's like as if we're the greedy ones. In fact, big corporations, and that includes banks and lenders who are earning these extra interest payments, they've been making massive profits at our expense. Our exorbitant utility bills are a direct result of the mining and resources sector gouging prices Supermarkets took advantage of the temporary supply change caused by COVID and the Ukraine war by raising prices far beyond the amount necessary to cover their extra costs. Woolworths recently reported 25% growth in profits, 25%, and Coles, our poor little Coles, only reported 11%. These supermarket giants are really taking advantage of us, aren't they? In the first half of this financial year, Australian bank Combank recorded a massive $5.15 billion profit. I'll just say that again. $5.15 billion in profit. And it achieved this because of the interest rates increased by the RBA. The result is that hundreds of thousands, and I mean hundreds and thousands of homeowners and renters are facing mortgage stress 
and unaffordable rents. And this is what The Economist Dr Jim Stanford calls the desperation of consumers. So what does that mean? It means simply that corporations have been increasing prices, naturally without reducing any profits. Corporations have been increasing prices for the basic goods and services that we require to survive. The RBA governor, Philip Lowe, has warned against a potential 1970s-style wage price spiral. Theory, I'm saying theory because it's just a theory. And that theory says that inflation is caused by higher wages, causing higher prices, which cause even higher wages. But this theory is wrong. Let's look at two very important factors. Corporate profits account for 69% of additional inflation above the RBA's target rate of 2.5%. Labour costs, that's wages, account for 18%. Working Australians' real wages fell by 4.5% last year. Any wage rises last year and this year have been eaten up by price rises and interest rate rises. The RBA was predicting much higher wage growth and once again they got it wrong. Not only is their thinking stuck in the 1970s, they're basing interest rates on flawed projections. It really is time to get wages moving. Australia needs a pay rise. Well, if there's any hope around it's if you're in a union. Union members are paid on average just on $300 more a week than non-union members. Every new member in a union, the movement grows stronger, taking us all one step closer to holding these greedy corporations to account and ensuring that ordinary working Australians are treated with fairness and respect. We've got a thing in Australia, haven't we, about fairness, be fair, we hold it up as one of the standards by which we live. Fairness. Well, let's have some of it, eh? Life's a casino I'm telling you And everybody's playing Boys and girls, women, children, me and you The dice are loaded And everything's fixed Even a hobo would tell you this Welcome to Hard times and feeling low. Do you like sinning? No. Well, you will be before you go. We got lots of gambling. Oh, and we're telling lies. You're certainly welcome to hard times.
Take a look in my eyes Tell me what you see Besides the bright blinking lights Stretched out in front of me I wonder if you'll notice Would you even care If I told you my life just isn't fair Welcome to hard times And feeling low Do you like sinning? No Well you will be before you go We got lots of gambling Oh, and we're telling lies You're certainly welcome Hard times, yes. Hope you're feeling welcome to hard times. And it's time to hear from the bagman. Good morning to you, bagman. Good morning, Susan, and good morning to all your listeners that I say a quick program is a good program. And last week we forgot to mention Peter Dutton, who we would normally give the Root Your Boot Award to. But opposition leader Peter Dutton's decision to say no to the voice sounds like racism. Sounds like racism, but let's call it for what it really is. Now, after the Aston by-election, it's about vengeance, firstly, and secondly, total ignorance. And thirdly, it's about greed. It's about the coalition government looking after their mates in the mining industry. Now, you have to ask the question, when will Peter Dutton fall on his potato peeler? Now, I've just heard that yeah, we pre-record this program, as people know, that Julian Lesser, who was the Shadow Minister for Aboriginal Affairs, has just jumped from the sinking ship and he's resigned from the Shadow Cabinet. But what a bunch of sooks they are. Let's look at the facts. Over 200 years ago, the British invaded this land they took it away from the traditional owners who had lived here for an estimated 60,000 years. That's a fact that can't be disputed. Now, a pesky lot they were. They were pesky. So we poisoned their water holes, we raped the women and shot the men. Now, out of the kindness of our hearts, we traded beads and mirrors for the land we stole. We treated them like animals, chained them up and put them in prison. It's a simple fact that we stole their culture. We introduced alcohol, tobacco and all sorts of foreign diseases, not including sports bet. It was not enough that we stole the children away. We placed them in missions run by religious fanatics who abused them both sexually and physically. Now I could go on forever, but you get the picture. 
Even up until 1966, the indigenous people of this country were referred to as flora and fauna. Not even real people. Now, this year we're going to have a referendum to vote. We can see our way clear to include them in our constitution. These are human beings, not animals we're talking about here. Now, I will be voting yes, and I'm sure you will too, and most 3CR listeners will be voting yes. One reason I'll be voting yes is because it's fair and it's just. Now, we also may wonder what the economy is in such a mess, and we see a building company going broke in the last couple of weeks, Porter Davis, and you see the types of building that they were uh, building for the Upper V-Mobile. All of them McDonald's mansions. But the rising number of Australians are losing their entire pay packets to wage advanced companies as they are struggling to repay debts after using their money to buy petrol and groceries. Now, that's a shocking state of affairs as far as our government uh, is concerned. And I don't blame the government. I blame the people who go to these companies who buy on a buy now, pay later scheme. Now, experts warn of of a growing trend in consumers using wage advance apps which allow people to access their pay early through short-term loans to fund repayments. Now, there's a famous uh, payday lender called Cash Converters. Now, we all know about Cash Converters. That's where you can uh, trade um, valuable goods for heroin, but let's not go there. Um, This is one of the reasons why the economy is in such a mess. And I will tell you, I will tell you, I did write the Age newspaper I wrote a letter to just before Christmas. Let me just go through that letter with you. Now, don't forget, folks, you have a duty as usual this Christmas. The major retailers expect that regardless of your financial situation, your duty will to be max, to max out your credit cards, empty your wallets and piggy banks to boost the record profits expected every year at this time. And I'm going back to Christmas. Well, don't be afraid to melt the plastic regardless of whether the card's interest rates will haunt you until the next festive season. Now, being able to cope with the rising cost of living, higher interest rates and mortgage stress, not to mention electricity and gas rises, or putting food on the table, that's totally beside the point. It's also not about the birth of some Christian deity. It's about feeding the excessive profits of the major retailers. After all, it's your money. Have a Merry Christmas anyway. Now that was a letter I sent to the Age newspaper. Some people call or refer to the Age newspaper as the Harvey Norman Gazette. And before we go, Susan, let's put on our cynical, bitter and twisted Easter bunny suit. 
An early objection I had with Christianity at school was being told I was part of a flock. wasn't a community, I was part of a flock. Now, I looked at it in this way. Shepherds don't just look after sheep because they like them. They don't like to just go up and pat them. They either want to fleece them, root them or eat them. And on that basis, Susan, it's time to say goodbye. So dare to struggle, dare to win. If you don't fight, you lose. It's coming up to the end of this episode, listener. So I'll see you same time, same place next week. And I'll leave you with the best version of this old union song ever. Clyde and the Mill Tailors. Which side are you on? Which side are you on? Which side are you on?